and this isn't stuff we should be recording from the podcast or whatever but like we probably shouldn't be recording this <laughs> we probably shouldn't be recording this yeah okay since we're doing it we probably shouldn't be recording this then don't record this <laughs> probably shouldn't be recording this either it's all about the editor guys <laughs> Welcome to the Roots Report. My name is Patrick. I'm Major. And I'm Tim. What are we going to talk about today, Patrick? Well, today we'll be going over Tesla's patent for a laser windshield wiper. And with that as the theme, I thought we'd talk about more technological ideas for the market with thorium energy and graphene. Oh, our favorite. Wow. I know it's 2021, but have we officially hit the future? I think I think we have. The future is now, bro, because mm. uh, Tesla mm. is going to make these windshield wipers that uh, use lasers to remove dirt. Now, why you would do this is anybody's guess, but it would be pretty cool. I got to be, I got to be, got to admit that if they had that package, if you want regular windshield wipers or laser wipers, I'd have to go for the laser wipers. Got to be honest. Well, how do you... Do you get like less miles on a on a battery if you use laser wipers? Right, so, that is a good like, question. It's got to cost some energy, you know. I think lasers yeah. are pretty low energy input, though. Like the wattages on them can't be that much. Well, I mean, yeah, okay, it's probably like ten or fifteen megawatt. Maybe lasers. not for off the bugs, your quickly. traditional laser beam for a presentation, like a PowerPoint presentation. But if you're using a laser powerful enough to uh, destroy debris, right? I'd imagine that's going to take some extra extra voltage or wattage. It's going to take some extra power. Yeah, it would take uh, some extra energy, but I don't know. Not like compared to moving a car, I feel like, when you have batteries so big that you can move a car. Also, though, no. I was wondering, as I'm looking at this patent, it looks like the lasers beam directly into the windshield. And uh, I don't know how that's going to work out for somebody's eyesight. Mm. Yeah, it would almost be distracting. Like, you probably have, like, red lines flipping across the, the windscreen as you're you're driving or, like, something, you know? Like, there's, there's going to be something that... Maybe you could use a laser outside of the visual spectrum, so you wouldn't be able to detect I don't know. the color of the laser. Like I don't. I mean, you might not be able to see guess, it, maybe. but I'm pretty sure lasers outside the visible spectrum, right whether infrared or ultraviolet, I think they can still burn your retina. Can we just be like X-raying our windshields and like removing all the water from them? Also, I'm pretty sure mm. that UV and ultraviolet can damage your uh, eyes. Yeah, I like because. Especially if it's a pulsed laser like that, it's so powerful. Um, and also, I know that you have to still wear like special goggles if you're like using it for yeah. tattoo removal. Like or... I've seen enough comic yeah, books and movies that, to know that you need special goggles when you're dealing with a super villain that has ultraviolet powers. I'm just yeah. trying to see how nerdy I yeah. can be today. Yeah, super nerd. Super nerd. Yeah. So uh, lasers scraping off the bugs there. It's definitely got to damage your eyes yeah i would say pretty much has to i mean especially if they're like major was saying strong enough to remove debris they'd have to be strong yeah. enough to probably damage your uh, so is this just them trying to sell another product and you have to now get like tesla goggles to be able to drive your tesla car with your laser windshield wipers <laughs> oh, I bet. maybe they could put something in the glass itself yeah They'd be like refle reflective glass. Maybe. Or, yeah. you know, maybe we'll get, well, I was going to say, maybe we'll get to the point where our windshields will be, uh, well, I was going to say screens. LCD screens or OLED screens. Uh, but then why would you, I'm why glad would you, you need brought that up. wipers at that point if it's all a digital yeah, image? I, I'm glad you brought that True. up, Major, because I was going to bring that up last time we talked about this as well, which is that 
I like the idea of a laser windshield wiper, but why have a windshield at all? Like when we're having self-driving cars. So I was thinking about just that. Just have it completely encased. I was thinking about that as well. And I think the simple fact of like cameras, I mean, it would be very easy as a prank or on a malicious level to damage someone's cameras so they couldn't see. And then you don't have a windshield. Or simply like put a post note in front of it as you're passing by a car on a walkway or something like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. Yeah. As a prank. And now all of a sudden you've got a hundred thousand dollar paperweight. Yeah. Now I know there are like eight cameras and, you know, maybe a hundred cameras depending on, on the equipment or whatever. But, you know, post notes coming in a 200 pack. It's, it's yeah. still, you know, it's more inconvenient if there's more cameras, but you can still just cover them up. It's not, it, you just, it's just one Google search away, right? It's one, heaven forbid, it's yeah. one TikTok trend away from uh, everyone knowing how to, how to cover your cameras on your car. One can of spray paint, a mobile phone, right? And That's all popularity. it takes. But my all question is so I, I've got yeah. two main things that come to mind. One is rain, right? So these lasers are designed to take care of debris. Like, what kind of debris are we talking about here? We're just talking about, like, bugs, right? Bugs on your windshield? That's what we're talking about? Or are we we playing Asteroid and we're shooting pebbles uh, before they hit my windshield as we're coming up? You mean raindrops? Or raindrops. No. Well... No. Yeah, I, he he uh, said debris, and I wouldn't call raindrops debris, so that's why I was talking about asteroid. But that does segue nicely on purpose, of course, because I love segues. And my second question is: if you can design and build and implement a laser to destroy a small pebble or a bug, right? We'll call it debris. How far away is that from creating a laser that could, you know, blow up the moon? Dun dun dun. Dr. Evil uh, sound effects in the background or whatever. Well, well they already have lasers. We all know Elon can... Musk is Dr. Evil. So. They already have... That's Jeff Bezos. He's definitely... Oh, for right. Sure. Okay, sure. Uh, whatever. But they already have lasers that can like blow a plane. The Navy has them. Oh, that's true. And yeah, we have the, the anti-missile yeah. defense system. So that's a good point. But that's yeah. the government. We're talking about a private company. Yeah, and I'm uh, sure the government contracted that technology out to a private company yeah i was about yeah. to say <laughs> the american government doesn't make anything. Is especially not right. money yeah well no we we, they, print, they tell people we, we print a lot but like they, <laughs> they definitely make money the u.s dollar like it's just it's bad it's bad i uh i'm happy just, to be living in florida right now such a such a <laughs> yeah where the u.s dollar doesn't matter and it's not part of this country. right i mean florida's <laughs> never really been a part of this country it's completely separate but like florida and florida and texas are going you guys are just paying your taxes and stuff in uh yeah miami coin right now. exactly miami like, coin florida and texas <laughs> uh you know these two usually considered to be incredibly conservative and yet incredibly non-regulated states uh freedom america i love it all right uh miami has a very big proponent for cryptocurrencies and bitcoin uh as their mayor well so they came out with miami coin it's kind of weird that you phrased it like that where you're you're sort of saying that bitcoin isn't about like the free market and independence and no regulation like that is, is what it? bitcoin is about so it makes sense that it, it makes sense that they are adopting a, a currency like cryptocurrency like that, that's the idea of like yeah. bitcoin like that it's not centrally regulated by one entity now these ones that they're sort of spawning probably will be yeah like miami still. coin 
I'm sure will be regulated by Miami Municipal or whatever. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It'll yeah. be interesting to see. But how I want to go back to one of your definitions for Bitcoin that you just said, and that's like decentralization and not being regulated. However, we know from like the headlines and, and the moves up in Washington right now that they're trying to put some regulations and rules and restrictions on cryptocurrency. So if you define cryptocurrency or, or Bitcoin as government being non-regulated, what happens to Bitcoin once it becomes regulated? Well, it's regulated in the sense that U.S. citizens will be regulated in the sense of what they can do and cannot do not, with Bitcoin. But Bitcoin itself will still be a global asset so that everybody can own. That's an interesting question that, that this just popped in my mind. I'm sorry if it's dumb. But what if I change citizenships to a different country that doesn't regulate Bitcoin yet? And I trade Bitcoin in other cryptocurrencies. Is that like a tax loophole? I know you're not like a tax expert or whatever. I know you're Canadian. You're, you're not even super familiar. Are you saying if you... Whatsoever, especially with you're American, not taxes, with like American taxes. You would have to abide by... You would have to abide by the local tax laws. Yeah. And then if you were still an American citizen, as well as the American tax laws. Well, yeah, the international federal taxes yeah. work. No, so I would need to yeah. get like knighted because word on the street is that if you get knighted, you get your citizenship revoked. I roll. Uh, but that's good to know. From America? That's just... Uh, we need more knights. We should we should we have, have our enough. own knight. We should have our own knighting system. I agree. And I agree. Uh, speaking of knighting, if knights. anyone works for that company uh, that sells plots of land in Scotland, so you can become an official uh, lad or lady, hit us up. We'd love to sponsor you. <laughs> Sounds like a dope idea. <laughs> yeah, I'd be a lord. Oh, that's it. A lord or a lady. Not a lad. Oh, a lad translates yeah, to lord. I was, I yeah, was gonna lady. <laughs> a lad. I'd be a lad. <laughs> if it's Spanish, I, or if, I mean, if it's Scottish, it's a, a layered. So that's maybe that's it. That translates close. to lord. Whatever. Uh, that's what he was. I'm, yeah, he was. You think I'm listening? You think I'm paying attention to the podcast? Uh, to the ads <laughs> in, in, in my podcast? I'm not. However, if we got sponsored by them, <laughs> I would make sure it was entertaining enough that they would listen. <laughs> Uh, our editor can decide <laughs> to keep or delete any and all of this. So, what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing, guys, is that you don't think Tesla slash Elon Musk is eventually going to create a space laser to blow up the moon or something from this. I mean, he could. He could. But it'd probably be Bezos to stop SpaceX from landing on the moon first. Ah, that would be my guess. I think Be- so that's Bezos would just interesting. shoot a thruster out. Space arms race. Space seems to be the place to be. If I can't be there first, neither will yeah. you. That's yeah. where that's where all the billionaires are, are trying to go. Yeah, uh, I mean, what SpaceX just had their yeah. first all civilian shuttle or space flight into or flight into space. Yeah, they just did that. Like, and that's all civilians this week. All civilians. That's crazy. I wouldn't go on a jungle safari. All civilians. Right, I, I would want to. Well, least you used to have to go through there. all this training and shit. Yeah, we've all seen Armageddon. Now they're just oh, like, yeah, ah, just get in. Yeah. Just get in. Yeah, and it's That's all like it. AI, like programmed or whatever. So it's it's all controlled, yeah. which is great. Uh, explain to me why we can control Still. a spaceship until we have, auto. but we can't control a car. Spaceships are easy. You yeah, just go up. It. Cars but are complicated. You go up and come back. Well, I mean, it's basically a big jump. There's very little variables in a spaceship. There's very like few. Do you think? 
I feel like there's like there's well first off there's like a yeah, ton just, of shit literally just floating in space not just astronaut poop but like just the non yeah, shit too they don't avoid that shit you're they not gonna have a cyclist it. come out of nowhere and cut in front yeah of you. they don't they don't like, maneuver around like, that's true I guess they just avoid it altogether turns and yeah they just yeah. fly through it also space is huge by like, the way I mean like there is a bunch of space junk out there but yeah. there's a lot more empty space that's true that's true but yeah. there's also a third dimension and, like. You'd be able to have like a, a sonar type thing that sort of like sees it coming from a long ways out and avoids, right? Probably if it was big. I mean, they're all the big stuff's being tracked already. So they actually have yeah. a service yeah. for that. They choose flight paths and flight days when it's not going to be a problem for the big stuff. Fair. The government is currently tracking it. The government or good that someone is, I guess. Private, hopefully public or companies Google. that we can invest oh. in. Yeah. Google Maps for out of space. Google Shady for outer space. Yeah. Can I buy one Google share of a private company, please? And thanks. What was that? Can I buy like one or two shares of a private company, please? And thanks. <laughs> yeah. That'd be interesting we'll if you emailed shares. investor relations of SpaceX and you asked them like, "Hey, uh, I love everything you're doing." Can I buy a share and how much? I wonder if like they would give you a share of SpaceX. <laughs> Can I buy a share? Yeah, one for like six. Write him a handwritten letter. I might. I, I, I would take that. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to sell it. I don't know who to sell it <laughs> to, but that. I would take that. I'd frame it on my wall. We we should write to them as an institution. Right. Roots Research LLC would like to buy <laughs> one <laughs> one share. How much is it going to be? Yes, we will pay. Let us know. We'll round up the funds. We would like See to in go into. <laughs> negotiations for a percentage of you we will either pay 420 dollars or 69 dollars for one share sincerely sincerely the roots report cfo of roots research Uh, the the holder of coin yeah the holder of coin oh so that would be great but in case i can't invest in spacex what should I invest in that sounds like super futuristic that maybe came out of like a comic book? I know it's really specific. No. You guys have any investment ideas for me? Are you talking about possibly thorium energy? Well, I mean, I was trying to segue into to, to you bringing up thorium, but then you just threw it back on me and asked if I was talking about thorium. So sure, yes, I'm talking about thorium energy. I'm talking about thorium. Yeah? Uh, yeah, so with gro- growing a... Well, I'm, I'm so glad because I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, I'll need you to fill me in. With growing global energy needs. Uh, so I'm looking specifically at thorium energy for uh, places like India and uh, China, which are, you know, they need more and more energy, especially as they modernize as a society from agrarian to consumerist slash, you know, living more in... Uh, cities they're going to need more and more energy not only because they have massive populations but also because each individual person is going to require more energy or demand more energy right so where think about the device numbers uh, that's increased like 10 years ago we each had right maybe one or two devices a smartphone and a laptop a smartphone and a pc uh but now we have so many devices like the average household has like 15 to 20 connected wireless devices that all need to be charged right and i mean that's 
not even like your, the battery on your phone is not a large expense, but it's more like the housing. Um, now we're going to have electric cars. Oh, so that's okay, going to be a okay. big thing. Every, every country is going to need to be able to provide that with their uh, energy grid. And so yeah. the demand is there. Now, the question is, how do you answer that demand? And we don't like coal anymore. More and more people are demonizing coal and for obvious reasons because it's destroying the planet. Um, but so where do you get the energy from? Well, you could get it from green sources which in the case of wind or solar or or hydro are all location dependent you know you have to have a river or a lot of sun or wind and that's nice if you have those things but you don't always have them so your next alternative is uranium may go through a cloudy season it's not exactly consistent yeah 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 it's not always consistent uh, and so then you could do nuclear energy, but what if with those big uranium ac- reactors, what if they melt down? You know, we have another Three Mile Island or, uh, or is it Three, three Mile Island? Yeah, Three Mile Island, Chernobyl. Chernobyl. There's uh, tons, tons. And of also incidents. even just the uh, uh, the one that happened fairly recently in Japan. There yeah, was a the Fukushima nuclear, reactor. Uh, that was because yeah. of a, yeah, yeah. a tidal wave. But yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, still, yeah, the, they, the effects were felt. Yeah, right? they like, have problems. And so... Now we're looking at thorium reactors. Obviously, if we could, fusion would be ideal cold fusion, but they haven't mastered that yet either. Um, Thorium is one answer to that. So a thorium reactor can be built on a much smaller scale, and also it's half-life uh is much less which is a basically it means like you know whereas uranium waste would take a hundred million years thorium waste would only take a hundred thousand which you know obviously still a long time um but i also saw that they have a microbe that can uh take energy from nuclear waste and turn it into like usable energy so it's interesting you can and also harvest the the waste. It's more abundant than uranium too, isn't it? So it's much, yeah. And it's uh, it's so that just makes it so it's a lot easier to deploy even to rural areas or on a smaller scale and cheaper, you, uh, right? Just supply versus demand. Yeah, and cheaper. Yeah, and that's it's a good energy source like nuclear. You know, it can create a, it has high energy density. It's slightly smaller and lighter than uranium is yeah. too the periodic tape is kind of interesting yeah and uh so to that if you were thinking well this kook just he just likes to say thorium energy i mean it's just a cool thing i don't think i don't I mean, really believe it, in it sounds but actually sounds like bill Stanley gates would create yeah bill gates is actually investing heavily in it as well and uh you know i just think that the uh the market's there man the future is now it's also a pretty the is now. It's also yeah, laser windshield wipers a pretty woke material as well uh, looking at their Wikipedia page, thorium is an electropositive uh, actinide. So that's a cool word, electropositive. Sounds like it fits in the 21st century. Yeah. Hey guys, I'm electropositive. What does electropositive mean? It just means it's electrically charged. Like it, the electrative, electrically positive, a positive charge. charge. Yeah. Uh, it loses electrons and forms a positive ion okay. charging chemical reactions. But like everyone's probably wondering and asking themselves, uh, the answer is yes. It is named after Thor, the Norse god of thunder. Uh, it was Obviously, discovered in 1828 by the Norwegian amateur mineralogist uh, Esmark. So that's pretty cool. He named it after Thorium. I wonder. I wonder if he was like I don't know, uh, Catholic or not saying he's not Catholic, but something pre- predominantly Judeo-Christian. Jesusium. Ju- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thought that'd be funnier, Finn. I'm sorry. It's funnier now. Yeah. <laughs> 
not funium. Yeah, uh, my funny charges are negative. Question about thorium. Is it, uh, like, radioactive? Yeah. Like, do we need to be protecting yeah, ourselves? Yeah, no, it's like, Since, a, it's uh, like uranium. Like, like I said... Do you just need big lead vests to be able to hold this stuff, or what? Yeah, it's uh, radioactive, but it's not as radioactive as uranium. And, like I said, uh, okay. it's half So if I had, like, a nice, like, graphene shirt, I'd be okay, probably. Uh, I'm not sure that graphene protects you from radioactivity. Yeah, I know it's impermeable to hydrogen, oh, okay. but I'm not sure about radioactivity as a whole. Yeah. Like can 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 you protect yourself from a hydrogen bomb with graphene? Like if you sprayed ga- graphene on 100 percent no. of my body, no. Right? Okay, fine. You have a very if you put strange understanding of what a hydrogen bomb. Is. <laughs> well, I mean, like explosive <laughs> factors aside, it doesn't just release a lot of hydrogen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fucking dumb. I'm sorry, guys. I've been watching so many like, superhero TV shows. It, it uses hydrogen as the catalyst for Yes, the yeah. yeah. No. Uh, the last 20 years of science just came back to my brain. Yeah, so if, you, so if there was a hydrogen bomb... You'd be uh, so even though, even though graphene is 200 times stronger than steel, it's probably not going to protect you from a, a hydrogen bomb. You'd be fine. You'd be okay. But if you're holding thorium, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's half-life is shorter. Thorium. But actually, you know what's interesting about graphene is... Um, they also have a way to use graphene to produce energy has a really unique um, quality that it can be used for the first time ever. They discovered that you can actually take a charge out of the background radiation of the universe. So like you can't perceive it, but all the atoms around you are actually bubbling with uh, like we were talking about before electro positive or negative. So you can actually take a charge out of that with a little bit of graphene and somebody created it hmm. and did that and got a, I think it was like, it was a really, really small. It was like 0.01 milliamps or whatever of uh hmm. actual usable energy but it's super interesting because it happens all the time naturally so if you could do that on a large scale um you could basically i mean it'd be really interesting because like you could make a phone that never dies because it's constantly being charged by the bubbling background radiation of the universe that would be fun hmm. that's actually really cool with yeah with graphene and graphene also it, has like if you could scale it well enough yeah, yeah. It, or, or like concentrate it i guess yeah you want to call that if you could scale it, you could mm. power, you know, obviously cities and stuff because, and then it would yeah, never, yeah. it would That's never cool. die because it would just be being powered off the universe itself. I don't know. Kind I, of. I feel like at that time, we'd probably mm. also be able to manipulate atoms on a molecular level to be able to like reshape. Well, like, we already can do that. So, somebody already did it with graphene. How it's long until my toilet turns into a power source for my house? <laughs> Asking the big questions. Uh, you know me. The, yeah. Always the smart it's Big brain over time here. over here. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's there's basically three fields of thought here. You could either go for thorium energy, graphene energy, or the very new patented toilet bowl energy. Toilet now, bowl energy. <laughs> what I want energy. <laughs> How long? Which is a combination of the Our both. toilets are powering our houses. <laughs> What were you going to say? Uh, but 
Yeah, sorry. Uh, graphene does block more than 99.99% of high-frequency EM radiation. Oh, I'm sorry, wait That's a second. Electromagnetic I gotta take it back a second. Uh, Patrick. That's not nuclear radiation. So it wouldn't, that wouldn't be... No. Yeah, no, but that wouldn't be considered as, like, protecting versus uranium no, or anything like that? that's EM, electromagnetism. Yeah. So, like, I can protect from electromagnetism with a Faraday cage. It would not protect me from uh, uranium. Uranium radiation, the bad stuff is, like, the beta alpha radiation. Or yeah. gamma. Gamma is mm, the worst, okay, gonna, but it's also generally not it as, like, if we... Actually, what could... It's the heavy... heavy yeah, radioactive yeah, like, green and shit. Yeah, they release beta and alpha and also gamma. But Gamma, I think... I could be wrong. I don't think in the nuclear... Gamma is the one that made the Hulk. Yeah, I don't think in nuclear radiation, Gamma... Or in nuclear bombs, Gamma is a problem. Um, yeah, if but you're like, curious... there are, like, Gamma bursts from stars... Yeah, if, if you're listening and you're curious, the just entire world. yourself. You're talking about pulsars? Yeah. Pulsars are dope. Pulsars, pulsars are dope. Pulsars are unless they're great, pointed directly at the a, Earth. In which yeah, case, a great reason that Gamma radiation travels... Yeah, travels at the speed of light, so there would be no way to detect it until it already hit us. Until it happens, and it could literally yep. just just kill all life planet. on Earth just... for like no reason. Yeah, immediately, yeah, and there'd like, be no escaping brutal. it. You guys are like, what are the chances of that happening? And in response, I say, infinite universe hypothesis. Yeah, yeah, it's infinite, yeah. so one hundred percent chance. Somewhere it ha- it's, it's, it's happened. It's definitely happened. It's happening. Will it happen and it to will us? Happen. It's yeah. only a matter of time. Like if the universe expands forever, right? Not talking about uh, the compression of cool whatever. I forgot the the term from college or whatever. Um, but if the universe expands forever and time goes on forever under that axiom, eventually we'll get hit by one. It's just a, a statistical fact. Given given enough yeah, time true. and enough chances, I mean, it d- will happen. The only thing is, is that what are we and what is us? Oh, getting we'll probably be, you know, we'll probably will be dead. Earth, hundred percent. I mean, yeah, like, and the if Earth you think could about be gone as well. The if you took in that time. From the start of the Big Bang to present day, and you put it on 24 hours, right? Humanity has spanned less than one second of that day. Yeah. So the chances of it happening yeah. are inevitable. You know, I say inevitable, but obviously uh, there are other factors like the sun could explode or implode, one of the two, uh, and destroy Earth before our pulsar gets the chance to. I mean, we can be talking millions of years right. in the future, but statistically, it's going to happen mm-hmm. if you subscribe you to that theory. should look up Boltzmann brains. Yeah, you should look up a Boltzmann brain. It's pretty interesting about an infinite universe. I will uh, check it out. Do you want to give a little uh, elevator pitch for our listeners? Basically, it's about like, uh, so if there's an infinite universe with an infinite timeline, every, like, we could be all the imagination or your entire existence could be a brain, which is a collection of chaotic uh, energies creating thoughts and memories that never happened interesting kind of like the akashic records but just from like just from like chaotic background and basically like it would be so imperceivably small of a chance for that to happen but if you're dealing with an infinite universe then it's guaranteed to happen right. because of infinity like eventually so we could all just be boltzmann brains interesting i will have to look that up I appreciate. Thanks for thanks for sharing that. Is that like a uh, like a thought experiment, or is this kind of like the? It's just like a physics theory okay. thing. It's one of those scary. Kind of like a physics thought experiment. Yeah. yeah. 
Sweet. I'll definitely check that out. It's like uh, the Fermi's Paradox, basically, but, you know, with a different physics. It's like one of those things. That's right up my alley. No, thanks. I appreciate it. I'll definitely check that out. Sweet. Yeah, but so to get back on topic of graphene, uh, if we can produce graphene, the thing is, is that it basically will revolutionize everything from textiles to construction. But the problem is producing it. Yeah, I was going to say so, supply. So far, no one's you been can't able revolutionize to it. everything if it's yeah. not available. Yeah. And so the problem is that no company has been able to produce it in a reasonable quantity, you know, tonnage yeah. that would be required. Well, I think the, uh, the first up to a thousand miles whatever that uh is it producing it or is it like like manipulating it no it's producing it they can't they can't produce graphene in large quantities it's really difficult because i i know that there are some companies that have flake graphene down pretty well now but that's just like producing like very small molecule size like within like a few microns basically yeah like they're, they're it's still like very particle based i mean you can make but there's no actual like sheets you can make it with cellophane tape in a pencil yeah exactly yeah yeah like it's but i don't think pr- production is the issue but like actually getting it into a manipulatable form is an issue um or like a useful i also those like large flake graphene people i'm not sure it's actually graphene because the difference between graphite and graphene isn't anything other than the way that it's is on the atomic level the the chemical like the lattice of the carbon structure yeah right it has to be all one sheet and so we can't produce like exactly one pure one atom yeah it has to be pure graphene and so we can't produce pure graphene in like a tonnage form well let me ask you this then if mm-hmm. graphene can only be one atom high how do you not know we're not rolling in it like i can't see atoms like what if we just have like millions and millions of sheets and we're just not telling anyone i mean you could have millions and millions of sheets and it would still only be like a pound or less exactly i mean but like talking about oh so you need you don't just need like one thin layer of graphene you need you graphene need, you need tons of it okay so like you, what you need to do is you need yeah, like you need tonnage. many hundred layers so you, can, you, you need many hundred or like probably thousands if not tens of thousands well, if we're talking, layers to roll and then you get one single yeah pipe. i mean if we're talking if graphene I, well i think but, the thing is it can be really light and really thin and still be really strong yeah two, I mean, 200 times need, stronger you know. than steel and it has to be i mean if you're yeah. only able to produce by definition graphene uh, on a layer of one atom high then it's going to take millions billions or trillions of of layers to produce a visible product right basically yeah so yeah i can see i mean how that would be difficult it is yeah they've been working on it for like two decades i'm trying to think of like the easiest thing to make in the world and making billions of it for a single product would still be irrecoverably expensive it was for a long time. It's come down in price recently, though. You know, manufacturing. Once you have nanobots and stuff. Speaking of prices of things, the price of lumber has come back down to lower than pre-coronavirus levels. Of course. Yeah. The overcorrection. That's hilarious. That's what... It's an overcorrection. Overcorrection, for sure. We talked about yeah, overcorrection. But, I mean, that's what happens when everyone's... If like, we haven't now, like we talked about it in our Discord, which you can find out in the link below. Yeah. But like basically like being a lumber producer, you see the price of lumber go way up. You're going to ramp up production and try to cash in as much as possible while the the dollar's high or like the dollar value's high. And then like because all the production companies are doing the exact same thing, now there's a glut of expensive wood on the market and no one wants to pay for expensive wood. 
So then the price overcorrects back down yeah. because there's more wood than there needs to be. And we're back to like $2 for a 2x4. Excellent. Buy your wood now. That's a that's interesting though, right? And I was going to make a joke earlier about... It is. You know, that's what happens when a whole generation of millennials stays at home locked down for 12 to 18 months and half the things you buy online a tree gets planted right you buy a pair of shoes they, they give a pair of shoes they plant a tree or whatever so there's also cryptocurrencies related to planting right trees. i was going to say with so much awareness on climate change and so many companies trying to become net like carbon net neutral and i'm sure they're going to try to do it in like the most cost effective or, or profitable way possible that's how i would do it as a company i expect every other ceo to do the same so i'm wondering if this won't create an abundance of trees which will of course we need to cut down but those companies that are cutting down the trees will also eventually need to be net neutral so they'll also need to plant more trees creating an infinite supply for an infinite demand and i wonder if the price just won't uh kind of peter out until the next global event that causes wood to, to skyrocket on such yeah. an event and i'm not saying it needs to be a pandemic it might be as little as the blockage of the suez canal or wherever the wherever the equivalency is yeah right yeah, yeah. maybe there's yeah. uh there's old cars massive forest fires wipe out half the forests yeah America. that's a that's that a really good happen. point that's way better than the joke i was going to make about those old woody cars coming back with the wood panels on the side creating a shortage for trees yeah you're, you're, you're yeah, forest that. fires that's it's much more plausible <laughs> well you know about the uh spruce wood cars goose, coming right? back yeah no way <laughs> the spruce goose sorry what was that the spruce goose Did you ever hear about that that was in a world war ii when they had a shortage on uh I, or steel they made the spruce goose which was a all wooden plane would not want to be flying that into war no not at all it very no. barely worked <laughs> that's funny well the original plane was mostly wood the right right there yeah and it barely worked i wouldn't yeah, want to go shoot people worked. in it, it although it flapped. yeah uh, no, that's true t- i wouldn't want people shooting at me Tim, you're canadian so you can actually if you want to in the future reference the truth uh that a year or two prior to that there were a I think a, a set of brothers as well who actually created the first flying machine in France uh, a year or two before the Wright brothers. However, because America is so dominant and amazing, we just kind of stole the history of it and took credit for the first flight. Uh, and, you know, South, I, I, I'm a Carolina oh. boy, right? So first in flight, whatever, that's great. But historically, you know, if you want to point out as a foreigner, um, we are <clears throat> maybe not the first people, actually. Anyway, history is cool. Check it out sometimes. Yeah. Interesting. It is amazing when you yeah. do your own DD uh, in, in the stock market On and history. in life. And if you don't do your own, let us do it for you. Right. Come to the Discord. <laughs> let us do the heavy lifting. Yeah, we do. Well, we're all out of graphene and we're all out of time. Tim, you want to do your thing? And cue the outro. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Roots Report by Roots Research. Everything discussed in this podcast should be considered to be disinterested commentary between the hosts, and this is not financial advice as we are not financial advisors. Please be sure to share and follow us on Twitter and Spotify, and even join our Discord. Links are in the description below. This has been Roots Research, and stay rooted.